0: Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's November 1st. The Sistine Chapel ceiling opened to public viewing for the first time on this day in 1512. The Sistine Chapel is in Vatican City, and it was operating as a chapel. It was a real place that people went to worship. People still go there all the time. So what was really happening wasn't so much that they were opening up the ceiling for public view. It's that the congregation arrived for mass that day, which was All Saints Day. The chapel had originally been built back in 1475 for Pope Sixtus IV, and that's also who it's named for. Originally, from the very beginning, the walls of the chapel were adorned with all of these very elaborate frescoes, but the ceiling at first was really simple. It was more like just a field with some dots on it that represented the night sky. Then in 1504, a crack formed in the ceiling, and once that crack was repaired and the ceiling was reinforced, they needed to do something about that original painting of the kind of starry field because now it was damaged. So Michelangelo was tasked with painting a new ceiling, and he signed a contract to do it on May 8th of 1508. He didn't really want to do this job, though. He really thought of himself as a sculptor, not as a painter. And he also had no experience whatsoever in something of this kind of scale when it came to painting. Even so, though, this whole plan of painting the Twelve Apostles turned into something much bigger. It originally was Twelve Apostles surrounded by maybe some ornamental motifs. And then that became... Nine stories from the book of Genesis down the middle of the ceiling. They call those the central stories. They're divided into three sections, which are the creation of the universe, and then Adam and Eve and their downfall, and then some stories about Noah. And then in the corners, there are these architectural elements that are curved triangles called penditives. And these were four stories about people of Israel, one of them being Judith and Holofernes. Then, along the edges, there are some more triangular architectural features. These are spandrels and they contain depictions of the ancestors of Jesus. There are more ancestors of Jesus and moon shaped features that are called lunettes as well. And then, in between those spandrels and the central stories from the book of Genesis, are the 12 sibyls and prophets. There is a lot going on in the ceiling. The thing is huge, and it took four years to complete. It's also extremely high up if you go into the Sistine Chapel. The ceiling is much, much higher above you than just you might typically think of. So all of this work had to be done on scaffolds. Even though people imagine that Michelangelo did this lying down, he really did it standing up with his head craned back. It was very uncomfortable and took a physical toll on him. Work on this took so long that his style evolved over time. He took a break from it in 1510, and the frescoes from after 1510 are noticeably different than the ones before. They're a lot more minimal. The creation of Adam is from after 1510, and that's the part of the ceiling that people usually think of when they think about the ceiling. So four years sounds like an incredibly long time to work on one piece of art, but this ceiling is really enormous, and he was working incredibly quickly to finish it in four years. He used a technique that involved laying down fresh plaster and then transferring a sketch of the work that he was going to create onto the plaster before filling it in. He also had assistants working with him. But even with this efficient process that he worked out and assistants who were helping, he was doing incredibly grueling physical work. He permanently damaged his eyesight working on this, and he kept arguing with the Pope, who kept pushing him to finish it more quickly than he was. He was so miserable by the end of all of this that he wrote a poem about how unhappy he was. And he also reportedly added a couple of sad-looking self-portraits into a couple of the frescoes. Later on, he also painted The Last Judgment on the wall behind the altar of the Sistine Chapel. And then today, now that this painting has been here for hundreds of years, more than 5 million people come to see it every year. Tari Harrison has moved on to other projects, but I'd like to thank her again for all of her work on the first four months of this show. And I'd like to welcome aboard Casey P. Grimm and Chandler Mays, who will be doing the audio work. Thanks to Yves Jeffcoat as well for her research on today's episode. You can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. You can tune in tomorrow for the birth of one of history's more infamous women.